You read the Bible, Greg. Talking to me? I'm a law Wait, wait, let me, let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. So what you want? Jesus freak. Got a bad feeling about this. King Kong ain't got shit on me! Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Each and every man under my command owes me 100 natural scouts. <laughs> Start to see pictures, eh? Oh, wow. Thank you for that. Hello and welcome to the Film and Loathing podcast for Friday, January 14th, 2022. This is episode number 121, and I'm Jake. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Coming up this week, we're going to count down our top 10 movies of 2021. We also might talk about maybe some other things that we watched over the last couple weeks and whatever else comes up along the way. So thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. As always, good to have you with us. How you guys doing this week? I'm alive. Zach got the, Zach got the COVID. That's two the, out of three. You're next, dude. Don't put I that got, curse on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I did get the the liberal hoax known as COVID. You look okay. The, you okay? So, mom messaged me in a like panic the day, like two days, like after I had got it, and she was like, "How you feeling?" And I said, "I said what I had said to you guys. I said." I'm fine. I'm just built different. <laughs> and she was like, what does that mean? And I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, like, rib to your grandma, but I'm different. <laughs> the first day, the first day, she's like, what are your symptoms? And so I was, I told her. <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like Omnicron. And <laughs> I literally I texted her back and I said, "Why are you capping about Omicron?" <laughs> you should text her and be like, "Thank, thank you, Doctor Fauci. I appreciate your assessment." Fauci lied. People died. That's a T-shirt I saw the other day. Wait, what's so? What were your symptoms? Uh, just like fatigue and a cough. I had a fever for I think two days and then it was gone. Oh yeah, that sounds like Omicron. But it was just like it was a lot of just like walking from here to the bathroom made me tired. But other than that, I was pretty much fine. How many times were you going to the bathroom? <laughs> Jeez. It was actually just constant sprints back and forth. That's why I was so tired. I'm going to sweat this out. Don't worry, dude. <laughs> Three days tops. Yeah, how long were you down for? Um, I tested positive on Tuesday, and by Friday, I wanted to kill myself from being in the house for four days. I was fine. Hey, but you crushed some Spider-Man movies and some Harry Potter flicks. Yeah, it's not like you didn't have the necessities to get through those couple of days. Yeah, I played Call of Duty. That watched 33 hug. episodes of Pawn Stars. 
<laughs> that's a lot. Is that like in a day? <laughs> is that a day's worth of viewing or? Uh, it's probably four days worth. At what That's point? still like eight episodes a day you're averaging. It's only 20 minutes. That's still a lot. How many items lot. sold is that? Like, that's what I want to know. It's at least four per episode. Yeah. <coughs> Did you get a maid? Did you, like, have enough food and supplies at the house to, like, get by over that time span? Or, like, people have to drop stuff off for you? Um... Or Instacart. Our groceries I guess pick up like the next day, and we got just a bunch of easy stuff to make. So I asked my dad to order stuff for us, if he wouldn't mind doing that, and like just like we pay for it, and he would just grab it and pick it up. And we asked like we're just looking for something easy, and he bought us a hunk of ham. Like a pre-cooked unka ham that's still sitting in our refrigerator because we haven't touched what? it. What? You didn't cook that bad boy up? It was pre-cooked, like vacuum sealed in a plastic bag. Yeah. And, then, and, then, like... and then the next week he had the audacity to text me and ask, hey, Chris, I have half of a 15-pound ham. You want it? Or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, I was like, two hams, Dad. I don't know, man. Like, I might draw the line at, like, one. Yeah, Did we got, like, you love pasta ham. and frozen pizza and stuff. Yeah. I got three bags of Skittles. Did you taste it? Like, do you just taste it all? I didn't lose any taste. She did, but I didn't. Ugh. That's just Like sucks. I said, I'm built different. Yeah, yeah, you're it's true. In. Lingering cough, anything like that? Yeah, I've had a cough. I haven't felt anything in twelve years, so. You what? That wasn't a <laughs> I will say it was incredibly beneficial for us to test positive on the same day, because there was no like dancing around like. Oh, I hope you don't get it. Like, no, we both had it at the exact same time. Yeah, then you're just moving on. That's yeah, good. That, that happened to us. That dance sucked. Because Alyssa was trapped in the bedroom for two or three days because she was like, I don't want to like get you sick. But then you and got then, sick. And then I got sick. And I had to make her breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I had to, like, drop her off, like clean clothes and shit like it was it was a drag man now i have a vaccine and natural immunity i am mega protected you're built different literally now true yeah jake how does it feel to be physiologically less prepared for a new variant than me and zach i'm a bit scared i won't lie This guy's going to have to get a fucking booster, but I have natural immunity. I do. It's true. I I do got to get my booster. I got to get a booster. But I just, like, I hardly go out, and I hardly see people. I guess I've always lived a life that was ready for a pandemic, because that's what I've pretty much done my adult life. I will say, after I allegedly made a lady cry from giving her too much mustard yesterday, I was ready to have COVID again. Shut the fuck up. What? She cried? I didn't take the phone call, but 
I made this woman's sandwich. She wanted mustard instead of the condiment that like comes on it. I put mustard on it. I remember like squirting it on the sandwich and being like, it looks like a little much, but they'll be fine. And I, I get like this guy that works for me answers the phone and he's just like visibly taken aback. Like he doesn't know like how to handle this. And I was like, what's up? And he was like, this girl said she got too much mustard on her sandwich. And I said, okay. He was like, does she want another one? And he was like, I don't think so. So then he gets off the phone and he was like, he's like, sorry about that. Like, I couldn't understand what she was saying. Like, she was in tears. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? He said, there's too much mustard on her sandwich. She can't even eat it. And I was like, <sighs> you, you can't be serious. What was your yeah. response? Like, what do you do? I would have made her another one if she wanted it. She just wanted to cry and make you feel bad. Chris, did I ever tell you about... It reminded me of this story. Um, when I worked at Gambino's, this girl ordered a calzone. <laughs> and typically, you know, you ask sauce inside or out. But I forgot to do that. So to be safe, I put sauce on the outside. Right? Pretty reasonable thing to do. Sure. Girl gets the calzone, calls back 20 minutes later, and says that she wanted sauce inside. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. That's actually my fault. Like, I took your order. I forgot to ask you. So we put it on the outside just to be safe. She goes, well, just so you know, you ruined my birthday. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, this is my birthday meal. I get it every year, and I always get sauce inside, and this year I don't get to. You ruined my birthday. I said, I'm sorry, I guess. If you were that fragile <laughs> to where sauce being in the wrong place in the calzone ruins your birthday, I think you deserve it at that point. She's definitely weak. She's probably got COVID and didn't make it. She's not built different. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty wild. Though I feel like uh, there was a time when I worked for the pizza shop that um, this person had gotten delivery, and uh, I think when they showed up, they just she gave her, you know, say it like comes out to like eighteen bucks. The hand, girl hands her a twenty, and you know the the driver just puts it in their pocket and walks away without getting them that two dollar change. Like you're gonna tip, right? So then they leave, and when they got back to the shop. They were like, uh, yeah, this woman just called to complain that you stole her money and that um, she should press charges, but she's going, but she's not going to. Um, and I guess that you can just keep the two dollars, but she like wanted them to know that she was like really upset and furious about that. Heather, three twenty three A at the Bangor House. If you are listening, fuck you. <laughs> My second week at Gambitos. She calls, places an order. She orders all the time. I hated her. And she, first first of all, I get off the elevator with her food, and she's standing outside her door and is yelling at me to hurry up and walk faster to her. Like, I'm some kind of, like, dog. She's like, come on, let's go. And I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. And so 
she hands me it's like the same exact thing she hands me like a 20 her bill is like 18 something and she says to me like you can keep the change i just want the paper and i thought that meant that she wanted a receipt and so i gave her the receipt and then when i get back to gambino's they like pulled me aside and they're like hey we because we know who heather is and she's a problem customer like i i will believe you when you tell me this but did you steal her money i said no and she was like okay that's what i thought so she wanted me to keep like the coin change but she wanted the dollar bill back and she called the store and demanded that i get fired for stealing her money Oh, my That's fucking wild. She, on the other hand, though, did not say that I could keep it. I had to drive her dollar back to her. Did you drive the dollar back to her? Yes, I had to go give it back to her. Whoa. That's how is that? Like, how is that reintroduction after the fact? Uh, I wanted to light it on fire in front of her. <laughs> I picture it being one of those situations, like, in a movie where she goes to take it and you're just, like, gripping onto it a little I, too tight so she can't take it. I don't know if this is something I want to admit openly on the air, but, like, one of my worst interactions with a customer is with her. And it's, like, one of the only things that I kind of feel bad about to this day. So, like, she sucks. She's so rude and just, like, is always in a crappy mood and never says thank you, like, always is unimpressed by everything. And, like, I remember it was just after Thanksgiving. And I asked her how her Thanksgiving was, like, just to make conversation. And she goes, terrible. And I said, I'm sorry, I guess, okay. She said, all I, she said, I had chemo over the weekend on, on Thanksgiving. And I just started laughing. Oh. And, <laughs> no. What? It's just, like, it all just came together. It was, like. Uh, years of being a shitty person. This is what you get, I guess. Ooh. What did she do? Nothing, really. Oh. Dang. <laughs> Dang, that's cold-blooded, Zach. That is so cold-blooded. Oh, my fucking gosh. You can edit that out if you want. <laughs> I'll never forget, like... like as I was leaving, like, I felt bad about doing it, but it was just, like, an involuntary response, which is, like, I just started laughing. <laughs> I, I have to admit, though, like, there have been situations where somebody has said something, and I've just felt uncomfortable, so I've laughed as just kind of re- have a reactionary response. No, this sure. is not, like, a, I didn't know how to react. This was, like, my subconscious was, like, this is what you get, you oh wretched kind. Fuck! <laughs> I've never felt that, dude. That's all you. <laughs> oh, shit. I've definitely never had a, a customer experience like that. Or, or a with a person ex- that bad. I've had a customer experience where, like, like when I used to, like, work at a car rental place where somebody had was just being an absolute dick, and I was just like, I hope something happens where you get, like, charge like a couple of bucks extra but like that's the extent of like my 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 ill will wishes on other people see like 
the reason that I kind of don't feel bad about it anymore is that like I know that I know that it worked for her and that like she's fine now. Like she's still being miserable at the banquet house, but like there was a there was a small window of time where I was like I really shouldn't have done that. Well, good. <laughs> but it was involuntary. I'm glad she pulled through. Yeah. And now her life will be complete, Zach, once you make that final delivery to her. I will never. Like, well, it, it's, it's it's incredibly difficult for anyone to understand that story, but like every single time, I would I delivered to her twice a week, and she always had a problem with something. Always, she's just one of those people that's never happy with anything. Yeah, for sure. Oh my god, I'm sure things are only more exacerbated with COVID around. I know pe- Rachel says that there are a lot of people that are just unreasonable assholes. Like crying because there's too much mustard on your sandwich. <laughs> or just being like, you know, like not understanding that people are short staffed so you can't like deliver you 20 pizzas in 45 minutes. Like no problem. I don't understand. Like I feel like that's an unreasonable request even if like you had normal staff. Yeah, dude. Well, 20 pizzas in 45 minutes. No, fucking welcome no to the fucking clientele. Yeah. That they have I've, had to deal to, with. I've had to explain it to people like I've broken it down in the simplest way that I can. Like we had a 63 sandwich order today. Like that takes time. Is it like a catering and, order or something? No, like they ordered 63 menu item sandwiches. Wow. It was like over seven hundred dollars. And so I'm not I'm not going to like not take it, but like people will call and they'll be like, Yeah, can I just get like a bacon care of business? And I was like, Yes, that's going to be about an hour and twenty minutes before it's done. Like, are you serious? Yes. I have a sixty five sandwich order that has to go on the press. Well that shouldn't take an hour and twenty minutes. Oh good. You work here. That's great. You know how long it takes. Like, <laughs> like I'm glad dude, you have I, the proper history to back up your claim. I can fit maybe like 10 to 12 sandwiches on the press at a time, and they take anywhere from six to eight minutes to cook, depending upon what they are. So like when you do the math, it's about an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 15. Like that's that's my wait time right now. Just seems unreasonable. There's five other Harvest Moon delis to order from. Go there. Yeah. Oh, oh, are you coming in to help me? Thank you. We'll get this done quicker. <laughs> Slap an apron on, my man. You want your sandwich in under an hour? Come on. That's cool. You guys got any you cool want, yeah. resolutions? If you want a cold tuna sandwich on white, I can have it to you in 10 minutes. If you want something <laughs> hot, an hour and 15. <laughs> Do I have any New Year's resolutions? Sure. We haven't Is talked to each other. We haven't, we haven't done a podcast in over two weeks. This is like our New Year podcast. That's true. Happy New Year's to everybody out there. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the whole resolution thing. There's things I'd like to be better at and work on. You got any individual things that like this year's the year for though? I I set like a like a reading goal. What's that? Fifty books this year. Yeah, I'm I'm reading. Uh, I decided I I want to spend. Uh, one week with one screenplay and just study it. 
So 52 screenplays in total? Uh, I'm not trying to set a number for myself. I just want, like, just try. Every week, just try to do something. And, like, this week I kind of slacked. Like, I only just started it this morning. And mm-hmm. I printed it out last Sunday. But I've been able to read three others, so I guess I'm not doing that bad. I would like to consume 365 Trulies this year. <laughs> One What's, a tr- What's a truly? It's a hard seltzer. Oh, 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 those things. That's funny. Only 365? I feel like you can bump that number up, a modest goal. Okay. So <laughs> when you, like, when you really break the ceiling on it and you go, like, double that, you can be, like, dude, Like, I when I hit 365 by, like, May? <laughs> Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crushing my goals this year. <laughs> Why do you have something planned for yourself? Me? Yeah. Is this the year you graduate college? No, next year. What a bum. Fucking scrub. Oh, well, I mean, like, I guess it's... Okay, I feel like I should know this. What do you even go to college for? History. (laughs) History. Uh Are you going to go to law school? (laughs) That's That's the game plan. That's funny. I was literally just thinking about that. I was asking people I know, like... Could you see me as a lawyer? And every single one of them said yes. Fucking do it, dude. We'll go together. Are you going to be history law? So you get no. to, like, defend facts when someone's like, I think someone was like this. And then you can say you have, you're a lawyer and you're going to fight for that. I'm just going to defend cold case, cold cases. Are you, have to def- are you, are you I feel like that's the only applicable thing. Are you going to be responsible for the Declaration of Independence? Like, that's your client? You protect it? Yes. Here's God my my plan as a lawyer, Chris, is just reverse psychology. I'm going to tell the jury that my client did it. And then they're going to be like, if he's saying that, there's no way he did it. And then he Hold gets on. off. His lawyer is saying that he did it. Hold on a second. If he's saying he did it, there has to be foul play here. Mistrial, mistrial, mistrial. Exactly. I'm trying Every to get time. my man's OJ. Free my boy. <laughs> Your boy is free officially, isn't he? Like he's he's yeah. done. He's officially yeah, no, he's, like he's out. Yeah, I but love like he's off parole. I'm pretty sure. I love the episode of The Office where Michael uses reverse psychology to get the iPod. <laughs> oh man, that's a good show. But yeah, not this year. Next year, I should be graduating. All goes as planned. But I guess like. Technically, my first year, my first semester of next year, I could graduate depending on how it all plans out. Nice. I'm going to become a lawyer just so that I can prosecute Alec Baldwin. Dude, free my boy Alec. He's innocent. That was a loaded gun, Zach. Jail Alec Baldwin. He was handed a loaded pistol. Doesn't matter. You're responsible, bud. No way. I'm going to go to law school just to defend him. Or, Chris, you, you're closer. You oh. go to law school and defend him. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? You graduated. Do you know how many engineers go to law school? A decent Probably amount? Not a lot. Oh, there's a decent amount, dude. A lot I mean, of people I, go to law like, engineering. Almost over. Like, it doesn't matter what you like what you major in, right? Like, you don't have yeah, to you major just, in anything in particular to go to law school. You could go to become go to accounting school. Yeah, you go to accounting school and then go to. Oh law right, school. it's all about your your LSAT scores, isn't it? 
LSAT scores and then like your extracurriculars and like your GPA. Like there's a bunch they take into consideration. <sighs> I never took the LSAT. I'm beating Grand Theft Auto 3 right now. I think you're, dude, you're locked. Like, I think that's about it. Oh, you need. Call Harvard right now. Check, check, check. Zach's I in. don't want to. Harvard, are you kidding me? I wouldn't go to that liberal trash school. You're right. Sorry. Didn't Why, where would you go? I don't know. What are good laws? I'd go to Columbia. MIT. You want to go to New York City? Isn't it Columbia and Chicago? No, Chicago. Chicago University's in Chicago. Oh, Columbia really? Is in, yeah, I know. No, Columbia's in New York. Why did I think Columbia was in Chicago? I don't know. No, dude, Harvard's in Massachusetts, and that's the worst state in the nation. I'm not going there. Go to like, go to the worst state. Go to wait, hold up. Massachusetts is worse than Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yes. Yes. Ten times out of ten, yes. What is okay? At least Florida has Harry Potter World. Like, what does Massachusetts have to offer anyone? <laughs> hey, that's, the, that's the bar you're grasping onto? Like, Massachusetts has, like, three big cities, and they all smell like piss. Like, who cares? That's true. <laughs> like, Boston, like, kind of sucks. You don't no, think Harry Potter that. World smells like piss? Yeah, but the right kind of piss. It's like... <laughs> it's like not as... Like, I don't have to watch bums piss on the, the tea. I, I can watch like young kids pee their diapers and then have a butter beer. It's different. Fair enough. You like little p- kid pee more than adult pee. Do you know how weird that's that's <laughs> It's more socially acceptable, I guess. Go to like, I don't know. There's a bunch of different good law schools, dude. I doubt that. There can't there, be that many good ones. It would They wouldn't be as good. There's like 200 in the nation or like 250, something like that. And there's like a top yeah, 15, which is like the best of the best. Can I and get a lot of ITT Tech? Yes. South Harmon Institute of Technology. <laughs> Chris, do you know where you want to go to law school? Talking where the money is. Are you kidding me? I'm not breaking my bank. Oh, okay. Yeah, but isn't like you mean- a law degree from Harvard a bit more prestigious than getting one from like UMaine? Yes, but let's be realistic here. Do you see me going to Cambridge, Massachusetts? I'm just yes. saying, like, like if given like, the opportunity to go to Yale or Harvard, I'm not saying no as long as I can get like scholarships and everything all lined up. But the chance of like, that happening—that's like, true. You your family, your family does own that big farm. You're the one percent. You could pay to get in. Oh my fucking gosh, dude! <laughs> no. Like, I feel like the benefit of being, like, a non-traditional college student is that, like, like, high school, like, just doesn't weigh on you as much as it does if you, like, go right from high school into college and then graduate. Like, that is still, like, pretty fresh behind you, whereas, like, we're almost 10 years removed from being in high school. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you're right, but non-traditional – I would be an – I'm a non-traditional undergrad – I am not a non-traditional law school student. Like a lot of the statistics I see show that like 30 to 40 percent of all law school admissions are like 25 or older. Yeah, sure. People went to work, like went in the workforce and then decided to go to school. Yeah, I have like like, things that a lot of people don't. Can't you just take the bar exam like without going to law school? I think there's like three states where you can do that: Vermont, Washington, and California. You got three options of where you can live. (laughs) 
You're right. I just have to like study their entire law system without any formal education and then take that. <laughs> I would love for you to be like on like a high profile like murder case and your defense is like, oh, where'd you go to law school? You're like, oh, I didn't. I just couldn't be <laughs> damn. <laughs> I'm fucking right, dude. You could. You'd be like Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Without the except I have a bigger ass, so she passed the bar. Sorry. I think she's going to law school now. Oh, wow. Good for her. Yeah, she started like a couple years ago or something. So she has to be close to done, right? And Kanye West is dating Julia Fox. Sure. Kim Mr. Kardashian West. is dating Pete Davidson. I know. That's weird to me, man. How this dude keeps doing it, I don't know. He's kind of like, a weird looking dude. Kim Kardashian doing like like meeting up with Pete Davidson as a Kanye West rebound, I get. But like how Pete Davidson is managing it, I don't get. Did you, did you watch uh did you watch the roast of Pete Davidson, Chris? No. <laughs> it was pretty good. Was that, that was um I know that he did like the raw blow roast. But he has his own individual roast now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did one just for him. I'm I'm curious about how many jokes of a certain nature they have on that. There's and two I, really good ones. I was about to say I know what you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so Pete Davidson's dad died during 9/11. Okay. And so there's two of them that make like pretty good 9/11 jokes. Oh, like, what's one of them? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Carr had a, a decent a decent one. Can't remember what it was, but... Pretty convenient. Well, no, speaking of celebrities... Why don't we go ahead and get into our top ten movies of the year here? You know, that's a nice 45-minute nice, nice intro teaser to uh, what we're all here for. I love that we do these, and then there's someone who's going to click on this for the first time and just want to hear, like, the best movies of the year, and they have to listen to me laugh at someone with cancer. By the way, Zach, I'm surprised you haven't plugged your own shit. Plug it, dude. Don't need to. I'm too famous already. I'm built different. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I know. I'm, finally, I'm glad that we're finally doing this because now I can listen to what your 25 through 11 is. I got my tweet was taken down from Twitter because I said uh, I said recovered recovered in less than three days. The fucking Kron is fake, and then I got taken down. <laughs> Dang, I didn't really you, you got a tweet taken down. That's so cool, Zach. Spreaded misinformation. You are one step closer to fucking InfoWar status. He's banned permanently. He can't come back. I'm just saying, it do you have to have that first tweet taken down for you to officially get banned? No, no, no. I I'm going to go on Getter. <laughs> oh, is that the right-wing one that you were talking about? It's the uh it's the Donald Trump social media. Yep. Yeah. Screw YouTube. I'm gonna start a Rumble page. 
Are you going to get the conservative uh, alternative to the iPhone? I think, like, it's an untapped market, right? Conservatives watch movies. I just have to tailor my content to them. They're loyal. My best they movie of the year. Trump is president. You know what my favorite movie of this decade is? American, American Sniper. Sniper. <laughs> <laughs> we only review Clint Eastwood and John Wayne movies. Number one movie all time, Saving Private Ryan. Number two movie, Band of Brothers, episode one. Band of Brothers, episode two. What was that? What was that uh, movie that was like produced by the KKK? Birth of a Nation. There you go. The weird thing, like that, I've that's, seen so that's many different. That's the things audience like to fund Ku Klux Cop. Yes, it is. <laughs> but it was like that movie. Even though it's horrible, like absolutely disgusting, it was hailed like at the time for being like artistic, an artistic masterpiece. Yeah, it's all a blackface. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Isn't it like like obnoxiously long too? I think so. Yeah, I have no idea. I saw. I remember like going through because i when i was at usm i took a history of film class with uh who is who is that professor kilmeyer yeah professor kilmeyer I took that i took his history of film class and he talked about birth of a nation for a minute and he was like saying that like at the time it was considered like like a masterpiece or something it's like that. sure it was, it was like yeah. 70 minutes i would watch it but I'm pretty sure it's pushes three hours, and that's a long time. It's like that for the time, time, that's especially long. I know, that's so long. That's more than I want to watch of what that movie is, so. <laughs> but you'll binge eight episodes of Pawn Stars, no problem. Well, Pawn Stars isn't about racists. Yeah, There's not so. a single episode of Pawn Stars where they say white power. Yeah, they don't say anything in Birth of a Nation. Oh, that's right. It's silent. My bad. That's yeah. not a defense for like what, what the message is, but just to caught in a technicality. Anyways, the best films of 2021... Yeah, what do you guys? It's been a pretty pretty bizarre year, honestly, with so many things going to streaming services this year. I thought that was going to be cool until I went back to the movies, and then I was like, I missed the theater experience, and I've been back a few times since. I thought it was going to be cool to see some of these movies at home, and then the the movies just sucked. So then I was like, (laughs) I wish I could have gone to the theaters just so I could have gotten some popcorns and milk duds. At least out of this. Before we go any further, because we're approaching Oscar season, yeah, it's time to just say it. What everyone doesn't want to say. Fuck most the Oscars. overrated movie of the year, The Power of the Dog. Is oh, I mean, I guess it's getting some high praise on Twitter and such. I've seen. Yeah, people love it. I don't get it. 
I mean, I liked it. Spoiler, it's not on my top ten list, but I did like spoilers it. Spoilers for anyone listening that wants to watch it. It is the perfect movie to watch at 1.5 speed. Why, How long is it did? naturally? Benedict Cumberbatch talks at just the right pace that at 1.5 speed, it's basically just a regular person talking. <laughs> I watched... It's like it's two hours and eight minutes, and I watched the last hour at 1.5 speed. Crushed Disliked it that much, huh? Minutes. Disliked it that much, huh? It just was like... So, I bet, like, the book is a lot more compelling because you have the ability to have, like, narration, which is, like, probably where you get all the depth of these characters. But, like, I I felt like everyone in that movie was just, like, it's well acted. Like, Benedict Cumberbatch deserves the praise that he's getting. And it's, like, a gorgeous movie to look at. But I thought it was just dull. Is it getting a lot of Oscar buzz? I, I'm sure I it will. It's probably a Best Picture nominee for sure. Best Director, probably. Probably Benedict Cumberbatch, Best Actor. Like, winning, or you mean, like, nomination? I don't Just think he'll win, but probably a nomination. I usually like to wait until the nominations come out, and then I'll try and watch a bunch, but we'll see how this year goes. Like you said, hey, it's been I'm a very lackluster year. I feel like I've already seen the ones that will get that'll probably get nominated. Like, Unless there's I, I some like, like really obscure ones I haven't even heard of. Like, You're right, I feel Kong like versus Skull those... Island. Kong, Kong versus, versus Skull Island, the whole <laughs> island. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Kong versus Godzilla is gonna take Best Picture. I mean, anybody who says otherwise is a fucking liar. I mean, they're champion for No Way Home to be a Best Picture contender. Shut up. Seriously? And Tom Holland for Best Actor. Yeah. That would be bullshit. What are, what's the front runner for Best Picture right now? Drive My Car? No. No. That'd be Best International. Uh, Champion for Best Picture? I don't know. Maybe like Licorice Pizza? No. Or... I, I feel like... No, what is it? It's that movie that kenneth Branagh directed it's in black and white oh Belf- belfast yeah that's the one that i've seen that a lot of people are like this will probably win best picture really mm, I, yeah i really don't know i could see power of the dog being nominated for best picture how good was come I on really, come on it's amazing it's great um that might get a nod maybe i don't know probably not though dude i really could see I could really see Denzel winning Best Actor. You think so? I could see it. It's about I fucking tra- time. I bet Tragedy of Macbeth gets nominated for, like, screenplay or maybe even picture. Maybe. I could see it. You say it's about time, Chris, implying that he's never won? No, oh, he won for Training Day. Yeah. But he never won for Best Actor. He won for Best Supporting Actor. You haven't seen The Tragedy of Macbeth, have you? No, I haven't. It's a missed opportunity, really. 
I mean, do you think like, Chris or, would Chris would have liked it though? It's possible that it's like a Green Knight scenario where it's a movie we think Chris will hate, but he ends up really liking it. I appreciate artistic value. That's like, a movie that if if the Green Knight gets an Academy nod, I will burn the establishment to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I, like I don't think it gets will. Like, I feel like A24 gets like one movie a year. Maybe Green Knight for like cinematography maybe, but not Make Best Picture. Make up for that night. Yeah, that could be. Fucking do it, dude. That could be. That'd be cool. Green Knight might be my favorite character from the year. Mm-hmm. The sound favorite, design. My favorite character. Oh, I love that Psycho fucking sound Gore, design. It's a cool one. I'm just like, I hate, I fucking hate, Chris, that I love everything about the titular Green Knight, but I don't like the movie. It drives <laughs> me nuts. He's the character that's in it the least, too. I know. It's like, that's all I fucking want. That's funny. I did love Ralph Innocent showing up at the beginning of the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, yeah. No idea what he was saying, but I love that he was there. (laughs) Yeah, what were you guys talking about? Like, you were saying, you're like, where's subtitles for this? It's just like, most of the movie is literally just monologues. So, like, unless you're really paying attention, you're going to miss a lot. Did they only that, it, dude. It's Shakespeare. It's Shakespearean. They did Shakespeare. They, like, followed through on the Shakespearean speech? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I didn't count well, the syllables to make sure it was actually iamb- iambic pentameter, but it's pretty close. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is that, like, did they follow through on just, like, the wherefore art thou? Or, like... No, it's, it's more just, like, the cadence of the time and the language of the time. Yeah. And they're speaking quick, so there was a lot of shit that I could not understand so it wasn't like normal like hey what's up man like how you doing exactly yeah okay. denzel washington denzel... did not say i should be king because i'm built different i fucking yeah. hope so he also didn't look at all the people he was plotting against and say i'm putting hits on all you bitches <laughs> he did not go to the meeting with the witches and say why are you always capping about me being the king but aside from that it was amazing amazing set design amazing amazing score acting just all the big categories chris fucking check the boxes man so basically you're telling me that's the movie to beat in your eyes no no I'll give you a hint, Chris. There are four movies that I think are better than the tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, interesting. So this was so I didn't think I gave a single six this year. So Zach, you shouldn't have any complaints about my movie placements, seeing yeah. as how <laughs> I won't be putting any sixers at number five or six. Well, who wants to start us off? I'll go first. I hope you know, like, I want to preface this by saying that, like, ratings mean nothing to me at this point in making my list. So you can (laughs) see that some of these will be like, why the fuck are you rating this where it is? But know that a lot of this is due to this being a lackluster year for my viewing eyes. Uh, My number 10 movie is Lamb. I don't even remember if you liked it or not. 
I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I I was not the biggest fan of Lamb. I I mean there were parts that I liked. I liked the 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 child Lamb. I thought that was kind of interesting. But all in all, not really. Like it wasn't. Did you uh? Did you? How did you come up with your list? Was it literally just from memory? I wrote down all the movies that I saw from this year, and it's a short list. Like, I didn't see a crazy amount of movies. I even went through all the episodes we made this year because we did a lot of episodes that were, like, fucking, I don't know, director episodes or Hall of Fame reviews or, like, themed episodes, stuff like that. Like, we did a decent amount of that this year. That's true. We really didn't do a lot of 2021 releases this year. There was nothing anybody was excited for, you know? There was no Hoobie Halloween, too, so I didn't really have anything to, like, get excited about. Yeah, no real clear number one. No, no. So, my number ten movie was Lamb. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You want me to go next? Sure. My number ten movie of 2021 is one that I'm putting in number ten... I think it could be higher, but I really need to see it again with some subtitles to understand what they were talking about. And it's the tragedy of Macbeth. Zach was not kidding. Zach was not kidding when he said that Denzel is incredible. I think all the acting in it is great. Um, The cinematography is beautiful. It's filmed like it's on. It's kind of like this combination between like a stage and like a film set. There's like this cool, so it's almost like you're watching a play almost, which I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, the woman who plays the witch, Zach, you know what I'm talking about? I thought she was amazing. Like, one, honestly, one of my favorite parts. I like got the beginning when she's like contorting herself and telling you that prophecy. Not bad. I was loving it. So, I think once I get like, a. Like, like like what Jacob was saying, like what we were talking about just a few minutes ago, like it is like they there's a lot of times in which because of the nature of like Macbeth, it's a lot of plotting. So not only is it long monologues, it's long monologues that are based like in whispers. So like that also adds to like it's a difficult to understand movie, but uh, it's it's quite possible that I enjoyed it more because I'm very familiar with Macbeth. So like. I almost didn't need any of the dialogue to know, like understand like what's going on. So I'm just very familiar with the play, but no, it's it's spectacular. I mean, I also think there's something to be said about like a movie that you don't quite understand what's happening, but like you can still get something from the visuals or um like from the music. Um and like you also see that when we get to number nine too. But like I think, like stylistically and um, artsy, if you will. Like I thought this was a, a great, and I look forward to rewatching it. I actually, really want to rewatch it. I'm not just saying that. My number ten film of the year is uh, Saint Maud. Directed by Rose Glass about a nun who believes that it is 
her duty to save this wretched woman. And I I loved it. It's a great movie. It's one of those movies that got lost to COVID and no one really seemed to talk about, but Yeah, that's true. That one really slipped by. I like say I like say mod. It's not bad. I like the ending quite a bit. Saint Maud. It's on Hulu. You could watch it right now. Hulu Shmulu. True. Um, my number nine movie of the year was Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh boy. <gasps> yeah. There's I, Mortal Kombat. Non-existent. I didn't even consider Mortal Kombat. Non-existent. Didn't even consider that. <laughs> Congress Godzilla, huh? Congress Godzilla. Uh, if you guys know anything about me, you know I'm a sucker for big monsters fighting. Like, let's be honest, right? That's why I'm surprised it's at number nine. Well, so you're surprised about how low it is, not about how high it is. Yeah, I literally thought this was going to be like two or three. Two or three? No, two. Two, I haven't even mentioned. I saw it this week. Whoa, holding back. Yeah. Oh, shit. Is it Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix? <laughs> no. No, that movie made me sad. <laughs> My number nine film of 2021 is Titane, directed by Julia DeCornow, which I think uh, – yeah, I definitely talked about it before. Um. This is one of those movies that when I stepped away from it, I really did not understand kind of like what some of it was about, what some of it meant. Um, I think I kind of have some ideas, but ultimately I'm not sure if it matters that I got it because there were other things that I really enjoyed about it, similar to Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, I think the lead in the movie was great. Um, I think she was a non-actor or at least – Hadn't really been in a lot of things, if I'm saying, if I'm remembering correctly. Am I? Yeah. Um, yeah, the story is very weird and very bizarre. It has some very bizarre visuals. Then there were certain scenes that made me squirm. It, and I think if you can make me squirm, you're making an impact. So I don't know. I think that deserves to be on my list. That is a movie that is my number eleven. But that I think in five years it'll be my number one. You think so? It's definitely There's probably something... the most intriguing movie that I watched this year. <clears throat> oh, without it's a definitely, doubt. Definitely, like it's definitely the movie I'm most interested to watch again. Yeah, there's something on about it that I'm not sure that I would rush to rewatch it anytime soon. It would probably be like a couple years from now. I might check it out on a whim. Before I like continue on this list, I'm curious how many movies you guys considered. Like, uh, I guess, I guess better question. How many movies were in the running? Technically 63, because that's how many 2021 movies I saw this year. That's a, that's a good ratio. Out of 200 movies, you saw 63 that were worthwhile. I would say, like, this year? literally, like, for a top 10, there are 
four movies that I wish that I could include. But other than that, like the rest of them, I don't care about. I think my number, my number 10 movie has changed three times in the last month. Okay. Has your like top nine changed at all the past month? Uh, the movies have stayed the same, but I've like switched some things around as I've like thought about them more. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, like T-Tain and Drive My Car are like the only two movies that like I wished I could have squeezed in somewhere, but it is what it is. So we said nine. our job was easy. Uh, Zach, I think it's you. My number nine is uh, a movie that seemed to get a lot of hate on the internet, but that's because I think everyone is stupid and doesn't understand how brilliant it is. And this is James Wan's Malignant. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I think people failed to realize is that the creator of Insidious and Aquaman tricked Warner Brothers into giving him $40 million to make the most ridiculous movie known to man in 2021. (laughs) That must be applauded. It is the only movie this year in which, in the first five minutes, I said, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And then at the end, I said, that was amazing. (laughs) I can't deny Malignant is kind of fun. I was surprised at how fun it was. Hit us with your number eight, Chris. My number eight is Encanto. Get real, really? 100%. Why? Because the music is incredible, dude. That was one of the most mundane and dull movies ever. With literally nothing to say that I've seen in so long. I understand what you're saying when you say that. And I would agree with you. <laughs> but, but again, the music was incredible. See, did you even see Luca? Yeah. <clears throat> Luke, okay, is Luca coming up? Because that had fucking better be it if Encanto is number eight. It's on there. Don't okay, worry. good. I'm good. not going to release about, where, but it's, it's on all there. It's all about the Vespas. Good lord. You think I'd include my ancestors' home country out of this? Fuck no. My number eight movie... Let me get a little hit of that back spin. My number eight movie of 2021 is Pig, starring Nicolas Cage, directed by Michael Sarnowski. And I think I talked about this a long time ago, but... um, I remember I going into it thinking it was going to be one of these, you know, ridiculous Nicolas Cage movies. His pig gets stolen. He's got to fight to get it back. This is going to be wild. This is going to be crazy. I can't wait. And what you get, Chris, is something so much more than that. Yes. You don't really get any rage cage. And I think there's some, like, real subtlety to it that I really, really enjoyed. And... I wouldn't say that Nicolas Cage is particularly like made for that role, I would say, but I think he steps into it nicely and it was a pleasant surprise walking out of the theater. 
Yes, yes. Um, my number eight film was uh, a movie we actually reviewed on the show. I think it's the only movie that on my list that we actually did a full review for. If you want to go check it out, you know, I know this isn't going to be on Chris's list. You know, there's the whole hickey dilemma, but my number eight <laughs> film is Last Night in Soho. Oh, I fucking <laughs> <laughs> And while I would agree that. Uh, there are logistical problems that if you start to think about the movie falls apart, but if you don't think about them, it's entertaining and thrilling and mysterious. I want it's, you it's to. A wild, it's a wild ride from beginning to end. I want to recap what you just said. Sure. If you watch this movie and you just ignore all of the problems with this movie, it's yeah. good. It's like Phantom Menace. If you can, if you can just overlook the trade federation stuff in phantom menace it's the best star wars movie yeah <laughs> it's great dude i'm glad you're able to ignore problems with a movie and enjoy it i'm happy for you well your number nine was godzilla vs kong so i don't really care what you think it was perfect <laughs> oh man me and you, had en- you had encanto higher than that too yeah higher than godzilla versus kong versus godzilla I know, I know. We Did all you put any thought into this list, Chris? Like, yeah, some. Like, I'll admit, it's not my best list, but Man. it's there. It's my I list. Put so much, I put so much pressure on myself. You guys, like, metis- meticulously as you go through the year, like, added your list. Like, this was probably maybe two days' work for me. Hmm. That's more than two I was days. anticipating. Maybe it was like, Honestly, yeah, me too. Maybe like I'm embellishing a little bit. Maybe it was like a Chris, couple hours. Ma- like don't ruin the magic. Don't ruin the magic. <laughs> I feel right. like By two days, I mean like ten minutes on Monday and then ten minutes on Tuesday. But yeah, pretty close. <laughs> Anyways, my seven movie of the year. Where am I? Was Luca. <laughs> okay, <laughs> one better than Encanto. Nice. <laughs> Luca's cool, man. It's feel a little, little, uh, little boring, but you it's know. Call it's, me by your. It's call me by your name for kids. <laughs> it's a palatable call me by your name. Uh, exactly. It's just, it's just you know, not a whole lot happens. I wish it was a little more exciting, but it's good. I liked it. Wait, oh, that kid, that, that are... kid wasn't exciting enough for you. <laughs> Does this mean that there are three animated movies on your list, Chris? Uh, I mean, what do you think the third one is? What's the third? Mitchells versus the Machines. No, oh, I forgot no. about that movie. That one didn't make it. I almost put it on there, but it didn't make it. Okay. That's not my top animated movie, but there are three. Oh, interesting. Oh God, there's one. More. Oh, it's gonna be Ryan the Last Dragon. I'll never tell. <laughs> my. My number seven movie of the year is Shiva Baby, directed by Emma Seligman. And this is a story about a college girl who uh, is sleeping with this guy for, and he's paying her money essentially to like get by and live. And she goes to her – she goes to a Shiva for someone, and her sugar daddy ends up being at the Shiva. And so she has to, like, 
balance like the awkwardness of being around this guy and her family and it's pretty funny there's some great moments what's the shiva in it um i don't really know i had to look it up at the time and i totally forgot what it was now but i really liked it look it up what's the shiva got it hold on one second i'm on it Nice, nice job, Zach. Yeah, you week- spell it like S H I V A. Shiva is a week-long mourning period in Judaism for first-degree relatives. So I think her grandmother died or oh, something like that. Yes, I know what that. I've heard of that. Sounds sick. <laughs> yeah, Shiva baby, my number seven. Uh, my number seven is uh, from a little director called Paul Thomas Anderson. My number seven is Licorice Pizza. Seriously? It is. <laughs> it's bottom tier PTA, but even bottom tier PTA is better than 98% of what comes out in a year. Interesting. I heard it was bad. It's not bad, but... I heard it was shit. I was underwhelmed with it. Well, Chris will love it because Bradley Cooper's in it. I think Chris, I think you will like it, honestly. I hope so. I will say, like, besides another movie on this list, it it is probably, like, one of the most genuinely funny movies of the year. But sometimes, Chris, you need a little more than laughs to get you through. Understood. Go ahead, Chris. My number six movie is where are we? Raya and the Last Dragon. <laughs> I don't know why you don't like it that much. What's um, the dislike, honestly? I don't know. I just want to give you shit for it. I'll tell you what. I liked Ray and the Last Dragon over Encanto. That movie was a fucking turd. Had Encanto had far superior music. Like, I would say that Encanto had more, like, entertainment value than Ryan the Last Dragon. But, like, Ryan the Last Dragon, in my personal opinion, was just a better movie. It's just such a dumb concept. What do you mean? Why was it a dumb concept? Ooh, like, oh, all these people have magic. She doesn't. Oh, guess who's the one that's going to save the family? The one without magic. Fucking obviously. Dude, it's not meant for a 27-year-old dude in Colorado. I was just going to say, this guy could see the ending of a kid's movie coming. Huge brain. (laughs) (laughs) It's just fucking guy's number eight movie of the year, though. Yeah, I enjoyed it, okay? I'm able to enjoy the simple things in life. Mega Brain Chris figured out Ryan the Last Dragon. <laughs> I had a good time. You know what? You guys can fuck off. Animation's oh, cool. Did you watch, did you oh, watch any matters. movies that were made for adults this year? <laughs> I've got... Hold on. Let me look at my list. Yeah, I've got a few. Maybe, like, a small handful. There's a couple you won't like, but that's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> What is this, number six? Okay. My number six movie of 2021 is Drive My Car, directed by Ryosuke Hamaguchi. 
And Chris, I'm not sure you'd like the. You think Chris would like this one, Zach? No. Yeah. He would say, you know, because it's not quite like Ryan the Last Dragon. I don't think he could figure out the end to this movie. Oh my fucking god. I think I think Chris would watch this movie and he would say, I just don't understand what the point of it is. <laughs> that could be. Uh, but Drive My Car is a movie about this uh, stage director whose wife tragically passes away, and he accepts this. He's ex- years later he accepts this directing role uh, in Chernobyl, and through putting on this play, uh, part of the thing is that your he, grandma. Yeah, part part of the uh, part of the festival's um, requirements is that he has to have a driver. And so he gets assigned this young woman to drive him around. And so sort of by like through this bond with this woman, you start to start to learn about his relationship with his wife and like his relationship to directing. And it's like a very like interesting movie, like exploring loss and grief. Like one of the big things in the movie is that he used to act in the play as well. And he had his wife perform lines for him so that he could practice. Um, and so he still drives around even after she's dead, like listening to the tape and practicing his lines to like sort of keep her around. I think like one of the most compelling things about the movie is this relationship between him, like in the actor and like this idea that like, you know, it's implied basically that his wife had an affair with this guy. And, like, this idea that you both are experiencing, like, the same kind of pain. And, like, the person after your wife dies, the person that you were drawn closest to is, like, the man she had an affair with. Because you both can understand what each other is going through. Yeah, there's, there's, really, there, there's like, a like a 12-minute scene, like, in a car that is done really well. Yeah, the whole, like, idea of, like, how she writes her stories is a bit ridiculous, but, like, I did, like, sort of, like, what that was able to provide in, like, a story. Like, like, because you know that, like, when he's telling his story, there's, like, things that you can imply, and so, like, you know how this is affecting him on, like, a certain level, like, as he's telling that story in the car. No, it's, it's super well done, and... This will probably win a bunch of awards, if I had to guess. It'll probably win one. Yes. Best foreign language film. I think it's already won a bunch of other shit, though, so. Yeah, number six, Drive My Car. My number six film of the year is a movie that I did not really anticipate to like as, as much as I did. Um... This is probably what I would call the funniest movie of the year, and it's uh, Sean Baker's Red Rocket. Mm-hmm. Chris, this is a movie that you would love. Great flick, great flick. Is it about dogs? No, no, no. It's about, mm-hmm. a, it's about a porn actor who goes back to his hometown. Why is it called Red Rocket? Why do you think? <laughs> Why do you think it's called Red Rocket? Is that his porn name? No. No? Although I do love... There's a scene like early on where he's like getting a job. And he's telling all these people that he's like interviewing with that he was a porn actor. 
and he's like telling him like to go to his website and he's like is pulling it up on his phone he's like no no tr- tr- trust me like that's me right there <laughs> <laughs> and it's like one of those movies that were like this guy that you're following is such an asshole and he's like despicable but you're rooting for him to get away with everything like the entire time and like it's an interesting like the movie takes place like just at the start of like trump's presidency like in very like rural parts of the country and like it definitely is a movie about the quote-unquote american dream and like how that how you can how you can basically be swindled into believing that it's true by someone like Mikey. <laughs> the American dream, you say. My number five movie of the year was Tick Tick Boom. Hmm. I kind of wanted to check this out. Yeah, you could. It's pretty good. I'm just kidding. I liked it. I actually really liked it. Uh, It's a musical about the guy who made Rent. Um, But it's not about him and his process through Rent. It's about the beforehand and about questioning at what point does one need to give up their pursue their their pursuance of a dream um, because it's like irrational at that point. Sounds like a worse version of La La Land. It is a worse version of La La Land. La La Land is significantly better. But I, I don't know. I liked it. The, the songs were really good. And the thing is, is that they're all based on this guy's show, which is called Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, so the songs are great. Andrew Garfield has a surprisingly good voice. And he does a good song. And he does a good job, you know? There's like, there's. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. no I, I was just going to say that, like, I enjoyed it. If it isn't a movie that's, like, technically good it's entertaining i was only gonna add saying things like it's not technically good what does that mean well i'm just saying like there may be flaws in its execution but like it's entertaining to watch like definitely because of music yeah like like it made cinematography like bad cinematography uh, no no i would say like there may be a couple points like in the story itself, like how the story was presented and like written, maybe. I would like to flash back about 10 minutes ago when I said pretty close to the same thing about last night in Soho. And you were like, let's just think about that for a second. I said it's entertaining. It's different. You said that if you ignore the bad stuff about <laughs> it, it's good. This movie's entertaining. That's true of anything. Yeah, I know. That's what was exactly my <laughs> point. But this movie is entertaining. Well, Chris, what's one movie better than the likely best international picture winner at the Oscars this year? Hmm. Psycho Gore, man. That's my number five movie of the year. Knew it. Yeah, pleasant surprise. I had a lot of fun with it. And, like, some of the costuming and makeup they were able to pull off on such a, like, cheap budget was incredible. My number five film of the year is The Tragedy of Macbeth, directed by Coen Brothers Light. And 
what else is there to say? It's a great movie. When did you watch that? A couple weeks ago. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm surprised you have it in number five. Sure. You only saw it a couple weeks ago, dude. I feel like you would need more time to kind of like sit with it. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the ten I have watched within the last month. Dang! So t- you're telling me December's the month to be? Got it. All right. My number four movie of this year is No Time to Die. This was on my list for a while. It's a good time, man. A little long. But it's a great time, you know? You enjoy 007, and even if you don't, like, enjoy 007, like, no 007, I guess, you still have a good time with the movie. You enjoy it more if you have an attachment to it, but, like... You don't need to go into it with a prior attachment. My grandfather called me up on my birthday, and we were talking, and he asked me if I'd seen No Time to Die. And he said it sucked. And I said, why did it suck? He's like, he dies in the end. I was like, True. That's the only, I was like, that's the only reason the movie sucks? The last 10 minutes wipes out the last two hours and 20? <laughs> Sometimes it does. Oh, James. James Bond. And sometimes the last ten minutes can really elevate a movie. Like with Malignant. Like Malignant. Or The Last Duel. I just think that that's such a broad, like, or it's such a wide starting point to end point. Like, you really had to have been taken somewhere to go from this is awful to this is incredible. It's quite literally the first ten minutes are, like, some of the worst things that I've ever seen. But then, like, I think it gets to a point where you realize that that's intentional. Is it the prison sequence that changed things for you, Zach? No, it was was before that. Oh. I think it was, like, when, like, that woman, like, falls through the floor in their house. Mm. Like, oh, okay. It was there the whole time. Who just went? Me. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, that's right. No time. No time to die. My number four movie of 2021 is Mike Mills. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, I think jo- Joaquin Phoenix is great in it. I think the child is great in it. And their relationship was really interesting to watch. Um, I kind of like got this feeling when I was watching it, like this might be how Joaquin Phoenix could respond with like his own kid. So it was interesting to just watch that unfold. Um yeah. Looks great. Looks great too. Mostly but it's just mostly it's just about the relationship between Joaquin Phoenix and that young kid. Like they're just they're great together. They have great chemistry. I love uh I love the game that the kid likes to play, that he's an orphan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just love that Joaquin, like, refuses to play. Like, he's in the bathtub, and he's like, 
He's like, wow, they really don't wash your hair at the orphanage. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> this was a movie I actually wanted to see. I like my boy Joaquin. I think you'll like it, Chris. My number four movie of the year is a uh, film directed by someone who I can never remember. Uh, But it's Censor, which is... Hmm. It's a uh, British horror movie that takes place during the 80s. And basically this girl is a movie censor and it's a time when they're really cracking down on violence in movies. And in one movie, she thinks she sees her sister who went missing like 10 years prior. And so it sends her down this path of trying to find her sister. And that sounds very like, like a straightforward sort of thriller, but like it's, it's very non-traditional and like, it takes a lot of weird twists and turns and it really plays with the concept of like reality and like what is real. And it's, it's pretty trippy and like it gets to the point where the deeper she gets into this, like the less and less you can believe from her perspective, like to the point where like th- there's literally two endings of the movie that, that, that you see, which is like the, what actually happens and then what she is perceiving to have happened. And hmm. it's, it's quite good. It it was took a lot of twists and turns that I was not expecting. High praise coming in number four. Quattro. All right. My number three movie of 2021 is Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh my god. What? What you jabroni's got to say now? Number three. That's a terrible movie. What do you mean it's a terrible movie? That's not terrible by any means. It's entertaining, dude. Aquafina is funny. My number two is Eternals, and my number one is Black Widow. No. (laughs) No, I didn't see either of those. I hope you know when you click that, it literally just says orangutan scratching. It doesn't actually show me an orangutan scratching. (laughs) Number three, huh? Yeah, number three. Are you surprised? Like, let's be honest. I am a little surprised. What what else were you thinking was going to be there? I don't know. I thought we talked about it. I didn't remember you being that crazy about it. I mean, it was good. I, I, I was like... I remember saying that I was entertained by it, and you guys being like, oh, no fucking hell, dude. Like, that movie sucked dick. Like, it was horrible. True. Sounds like something I would say. Yeah. About exactly. Shang-Chi. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, I can saw that one. Bless <laughs> you. My number three movie of 2021 came out all the way back in February, and it's Nomadland. I think we talked about it on the show. Go ahead, back check it out. <laughs> Hold on, I'll give you the old lady. There you go. 
It's Jane Goodall. Stop calling the old lady. <laughs> is she a lady? And is she old? She has a name, yes though. Yes and yes. Yeah, so? That doesn't mean you can't call people by descriptors. Whatever, dude. My number three film of the year has already been mentioned. And it is Pick, directed by Michael Sarnowski. Woo! Wow. Um, like Jacob said, it really subverts expectations. I think there's a just brilliant scene in which there's an underground fight club for restaurant workers. And That's this bad. sets up that, like, it's going to be this, like, the scene is literally only there to subvert your expectations. And, like, it sets up that it's going to be this kick-ass rage cage movie. And then from that point forward, it's literally just, like, this quiet, subdued reflection on grief, death, and life. I thought one of my... touching movie. I think one of my favorite scenes is at the end when he cooks the dinner for the for the guy. And he says that I remember every meal I've ever cooked for someone. Yeah. And I was like, no, you don't. You work in a restaurant. That's a lot of meals. No, he's that only is pig. And I love you that he's like leading the entire movie. And like almost no one mentions anything about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I also like when he goes to that that house and there's just that little girl, and he's just like bloody and all beat up, and he's just talking to her. He's like, "Yeah, I used to live here," and she's just talking to him about it. I also think like it shows that like Nicolas Cage is still like a great actor. Great it's is a that, relative like, term. Like, no one just, like, wants to give him these kind of roles because he's known to do these just absurd freakouts. But he, he still has the capability to be a great actor. Yes. Chris? Oh, we're on to me now. My number two movie of the year. We're on two? Yeah, we're on two. My number two movie of the year... Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh my fucking god. I saw that. that. Your number one movie of the year is The Green Knight. Maybe. I'm not gonna say anything. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm (laughs) My number two movie of the year was Ghostbusters Afterlife. I had a great time. I watched that movie recently and I've had such a soft spot for Ghostbusters. And I have to say, this time. They did it justice. <laughs> did they? They did it justice, my man. I didn't you realize got this... you were sexist. Why am I sexist? Because you hate the all-female Ghostbusters. Oh, gosh. No, that was just awful. Separate from who was in it, I had high hopes for that. I liked Kate McKinnon and Melissa McCarthy at the time. Leslie Jones, too. I just, uh, it was shit. Sounds sexist. <laughs> sure anyways uh this movie was actually very good you got to see the original four homies or i should say you got to see the original three homies plus like kind Rip. of one yeah r.i.p harold ramus you were incredible 
Um, but Paul Rudd has one of the best lines I saw in the movie this year. He, which do you want me to say, or do you, you guys gonna watch it on your own? I don't want to spoil. I it. I am not watching. I'm this not movie. gonna watch it. This nah, is everything that I hate about movies. That's a bummer, guys. Anyways, so what Paul Rudd says in this movie is he is like, science is cool. Science is badass. Science is the piercing in the nipple through academia. And I lost it. Oh, that was your that was your best line of 2021. You have to see the movie to understand how funny it is. Sounds like it. It's 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 a lot better when he says it. I would hope so. I will say, uh, what's his <laughs> name? Friggin' Wolfhard there. Is that his last name? Wolfhard Finnegan. Yeah, that kid. Yeah, he sucks. Wolfhand. Wolfhand Finnegan. He kind of sucks. Wolfgang Peterson. Yeah. Yes. Wolfgang Peterson is bad. Hmm. All right, well, my number two movie has already been mentioned. It's Sean Baker's Red Rocket. Oh. I think it's a – I think it's a great story uh, about a guy, like Zach said, a a despicable person who's uh, returned to his small-town Texas home to sort of rebound and – try to get back on his feet and he ends up finding a or ends up meeting a a young woman in a donut shop who he falls in love with and essentially tries to convince her to go to LA with him to do porn. Does she? It's the funniest movie about grooming you're ever going to watch. My fucking gosh. Yeah, and then there's a there's like he's definitely doing like this like shady shit to essentially like help himself He's trying to help himself progress, and he doesn't really care who he leaves behind. Um, and so it's it's kind of fun to like watch and and funny at times to watch him like do some of his hijinks and just like some of the conversations they have in it are quite funny. <coughs> I loved it. My number two film of the year has already been mentioned. It is Mike Mills's Come On, Come On. Oh, number two, huh? This is a... It's a great movie about connecting with children. And... That's probably the worst way to phrase it, but... (laughs) I was about to say, you literally (laughs) said in this episode you prefer a little kid bee to adult bee, so... You're really not setting a good stage for yourself. Um... It was kind of about, like, Joaquin Phoenix and this kid are basically, like, estranged. They don't know each other, and it's just about, like, being thrust into that situation of, like, surrogate fatherhood and how do you connect with this thing that you, you don't really know much about and how how does that unfold? And it's, uh, I, I will like, I'm not crazy about, like, the stuff with the sister, and like her husband and like how she basically basically the movie needs a reason to take her out of the picture and i just didn't feel like the reasoning was it seemed a little over the top like i think you could have come up with something a little simpler to to do it but 
you know, it's about like the resilience, the resiliency of children, and it's a great movie, and it's surprisingly like funny and heartwarming. Yep. <clears throat> number one, Chris, give it to okay. us. My number give one movie us. of this year is The Green Knight. <laughs> It was a good time, dude. Like, that Green Knight was incredible. The only th- question I had throughout the movie, I think, was about the fucking, whatchamacallit there, the the giants. I didn't quite understand that bit. But I enjoyed it, you know? Left you on a big question mark, which was kind of cool. I definitely need to force feed this thing. Do it, dude. Give it another watch. You'll have a great time. I promise you. All right. Night, uh, my number one movie. Okay. My number one film happens to be about some lesbian nuns, Chris. My no. number one movie of the year is Paul Verhoeven's Benedetta. Benedetta. Interesting. It just hit all the right buttons for me when I was watching it. Uh, it was one of my, well, I guess I wouldn't say that. That's not really true, but, um, yeah, it's about, like, so much more than just, like, just two nuns that are in a romantic relationship. There's a lot of it about, like, challenging, like, the church's beliefs and, like, a lot about, uh, you know, interpreting signs from gods and, like, who's, like, who's right to say they can interpret something uh who's wrong in that matter um just like a lot of interesting stuff like that and like a lot of ribbing of a lot of ribbon of religion which i'm always a big fan for so yeah just uh it surprised me in all the right ways and i really 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 enjoyed it coming out of the theater so yeah benedetta my number one movie my number one movie of the year is all about hunky boys. Mm. <laughs> Psycho Goreman. I'm a bit shocked, actually, that it's number one. It's a six out of five. It has to be. I thought you gave Come On, Come On a six out of five. Not officially, so it doesn't count. I think it counts. Nope. You can unofficially oh give God. something a six out of five. I unofficially... <laughs> I, I, I guess I kind of did officially. Never mind. Give Parasite a six out of five. I mean, I still love the movie. It's fantastic. I wouldn't mind giving Psycho Goreman a rewatch. It was a lot of fun. And me definitely like Hunky Boys. Oh, oh. I do not care for Hunky Boys. Or do I? Well, there's 2021 for you. Goes to show how shit it was. So much shit. Oh, Dune didn't make anyone's list. Surprising to see. No, it was poopy. It was full of poop. I really thought it might have been on your list, Chris. 
If it would have made my list, it would have only made my list because there was nothing else to put on my list. I see. Like I said, it was poopy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. What do you think 2022 brings? More garbage. You think so? Yes. Well, we're starting off the year with Scream, so... Something to get excited any, about. If that's yeah, any another Wes Anderson movie this year. There's a David or Russell movie this year. Hold up, great start. There's a David or Russell movie this year. Yep. My What's boy that? David or Russell. He's the guy who made Silver Linings Playbook. No, I know who it is. What's the movie? Oh, I don't know. I'm looking it up. <sighs> I could go without huh. the Wes Anderson movie though. I Thank did not watch the French Dispatch. Please tell me there's no Adam McKay movie this year. I hope there is. Do I get one gap? It's an Fuck, untitled. Oh, the plot details are under wraps. Yeah, it's very secretive. Everyone's dying to know what David O. Russell's going to do. It has Anna Taylor-Joy, Anya Taylor-Joy, Margot Robbie, Christian Bale. Swift is in it. Zoe Saldana, Robert De Niro, Rami Malek, Michael Shannon, Mike Myers, John David Washington, Taylor Swift, Chris Rock. A lot of big names. Wow. They've got quite a few big names. Ooh, doggy. No one put Spider-Man in their top ten? No. I only got halfway through Spider-Man. You only got halfway through it? Yeah. I would probably it probably would have made my top ten. Oh, Why'd you stop? Oh, basically what happened was we got into the movie and we got halfway through it. And we got to the part where the Green Goblin was just starting to do his thing. And then Be all goblin y. Yeah. And then Alyssa said she left a candle burning at home, so we had to go home and turn blow the candle out. So the house didn't catch on fire. Did there was there actually a candle it. going? Yes. Just risk Dang. it. Yeah. No. I you wanna know how many times long. like candles have actually caught houses on fire. I'm gonna Google that. Enough oh. so that the fire department warns against leaving unlit flame out of your attention. Do candles cause fires. Do you have a cat or anything? Do we have a cat? Yeah. No. Yeah, okay, it probably would have been all right, but that Dude. sucks. You couldn't even finish uh, Spider-Man. Annually, there's only an estimated 23,000 fires caused by candles. That's a pretty decent number. And only 165 fatalities. Yeah, we live in an apartment building, so probably would be best to avoid having a fire. If there was a fire in my apartment, I would just stop it. I'm built different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're built different. Says it all. I'm kind of I'm kind of looking forward to March, to tell you the truth, coming up. Like, I know nobody else is that excited for it, or at least nobody that I'm talking to, but I am excited for the Batman, and I'm excited for the Northmen, too. Um, If the Batman is... Three hours long, like it's rumored. Not excited. If that's what the rumors are. That's what they're the saying. Rumored runtime right now is three hours. What? That's a long time. What's the Northman? 
Robert Eggers' new movie. Ugh, that chump. It's a Viking revenge story. That's pretty cool, but Robert Eggers is a fucking chump, dude. Fact. Is he? Yeah, dude. <laughs> the <laughs> Witch and the Lighthouse. Ooh, I'm going to direct Nosferatu, fucking elitist piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, you must be really excited for Doctor Strange. No, I'm done. That's the only Marvel movie I know of that's coming out this year. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all set. I'm done with the Marvel. Oh, that movies. means you did. That means you didn't see the teaser trailer at the end of Spider-Man for, I for Doctor Strange. Thing. I see a thing. I know that there's like an evil Doctor Strange. I'm just. I don't want to see these people play more than one character in a movie. I'm not interested. Oh, yeah. Cause then, cause then Tell people that would... to Norbit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're going to compare it to that piece of art? <laughs> Norbit did it first, and they did it right. Leave it be, okay? I think Nutty, I think Nutty I Professor think, yeah, did it I think the Nutty first. Professor probably did it first. Eh, I wasn't a big fan of Nutty And then Professor. before Norbit, we had Big Mama's House. Yeah, but that was different because it was in the premise of the story to be somebody else. True. Oh, fucking yeah. Eddie Murphy. You knew how to do it, man. Yeah, Buzz. Three hours for the Batman. Holy shit. That's insane. That's the rumored runtime. I'm still in. I don't care. I'm I'll go to the I'm theaters. Pumped. I hope it's three and a half hours long. Wait, the Warner Brothers deal with HBO ran out, so yeah, I probably won't watch it. Yeah, you have to go to the theater. Not happening. I'm excited. Ooh, Spider-Man Across the Universe. Or the Spider-Verse Part 1. Oh, that's, that's coming out this year. year. Yeah. Oh, I did see some. They're doing this thing, Chris, for that one, where each multi, like each universe they're in is a different art style. That's cool, dude. Yeah. I feel like it's worth seeing even just for, like, how cool it looks. That movie blew my mind, and I loved it so much. Zach, how are you not excited for Mission Impossible 7 this year? We'll see if it happens. You don't think it will? It'll probably get delayed. That's a bummer. I'm looking Top through, like... Maverick also delayed, you think? Possibly. Depends on what the Kron's doing. What about Jordan Peele's new movie? He has a new one coming out this year. I don't give a fuck. I'm looking through all the movies that are coming out this year, and there looks to be some decent crop. We'll review it. You know you will. 2022 movies. I will watch Scream. Chris, you said it for Morbius? No. I don't like Jared Leto. Jesus Christ, here we go. There's a uh, movie coming out called Studio 666, which is about the Foo Fighters band. And they move into cool. this they move into this house to record their next album, and it's like possessed by the devil, so the devil possesses Dave Grohl. So he's playing Grohl. what he played in Pick a Destiny, basically, is what you're telling me. I guess, yeah. Um, it ends. I'm looking here. There's nothing. There's nothing to get excited for. Bob's Burgers movie 
Halloween ends. There's a Mario movie coming out this Jesus year. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh yeah, with Chris Pratt. <laughs> Avatar 2, allegedly. That's something to get excited for. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing if it came out this year. Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, yeah, I'm not super crazy about that, but I'll I'll definitely check it out. A little popcorn flick. Texas Chainsaw Another Massacre. Another what, Zach? Another Minion movie. Okay. Jackass no. Forever. Jackass Forever. Jackass Forever. Oh, that's true. That's coming out next month. Oh, here we go. Knives Out 2. Oh, my God. It's got your boy is that going Hawk to, in it. Is that going to Netflix? I don't care. Um. Oh, yeah, the black phone that comes out next month, I think. There's uh, allegedly a Bob Dylan biopic with Timothy Chalamet coming out this year. Yeah, I don't care about that. Legally Blonde 3, though. For real, that's a thing? Yes, it is. And I'm in, like Laura Flynn, Boyle, from the practice. As I quote Parks and Recreation. There's another Ice Age coming out? Another Ice Age? We are living the high life this year. This is something to get excited about. Is there another Shrek this year? No. No, I don't think so. There's a Dumbledore movie coming out this year, though. Really? Yeah. My gosh, dude, I'm telling you, we've got some pretty decent flicks coming out. (laughs) No. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Okay, so there's no way that Avatar 2 is coming out, so don't even think about that. John Wick 4. Who gives a fuck? Three years ago, Zach would punch you in the face. Yeah, but now I hate everything. <laughs> Gosh. I'm fucking tense. I might see the new Thor movie. Another yeah, Expendables wait. movie with Jackie Chan? You want to see Lady Thor? <laughs> Give me the goods, dude. Give me Jackie Chan. I miss him so much. I watched Shanghai Night or Shanghai Noon the other day. Had a great time. I'm happy for you. I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't think Avatar two will come out this year though? No, there's no way. Why's that? Because that movie needs to make a billion dollars. So, like, if there's any sort of, like, reservations because of COVID, like, they'll push it. Hey, Spider-Man brought him out in droves. Yeah, they got, like, 600 yeah, million or something. we're in the middle of a cron surge. Thanks a lot, Oh, it's all Spider-Man. because of Spider-Man. Oh, my God. Look what it's you did, Tobey Maguire. He almost got me halfway through. I almost got hit with the cron. <laughs> yeah, good thing you left. Good thing I left halfway through. I am just gonna go back and see it though. I have a, I have two free tickets, so I'm gonna go watch a daytime midday showing. Nice. Yeah. I read the Wikipedia synopsis. Not impressed. I don't care, dude. Give me. I remember because I was sitting there for the first half of the movie, and I was said this like four times. I'm like, 
visibly getting upset, just like, just give me Toby. All I want to see is Toby again. Give me the goods. And then I had to leave. Dude, that and then Batman, the Batman, seemed like the perfect movies to watch at 1.5 speed. Is this a new thing you're doing? 2.0 speed. Just try to hit the major plot points. I just got to know what what happens. Supposedly, there's like two sequels in the works, potentially, depending on how this does for the Batman. God. With Joaquin as the Joker? I don't think so. Bummer. Another Hotel Transylvania. Perfect. Yeah, everybody is alive. You're just a hater. Well, did you guys have anything that you wanted to throw out that you'd watched recently, or not really? Um, been really wanting to play board games lately. Been looking at those. Really? Yeah. I got, I watched Don't Look Up with Rachel since she really wanted to watch it. Adam McKay is just not for me. Like, I just don't like his movies. Oh, you mean you don't enjoy watching movies from the liberal elite? It's just painfully unfunny. <laughs> and I just don't think his his humor is just not for me. It feels like... I don't know. It's really hard to describe. Not that hard to describe. It's like... His humor is for like, like it's always like it's like a couple years behind. You know what I mean? It feels like he's like telling jokes that could be funny a couple years ago, and he's like missed the boat. Yeah, I just don't like him. Like, I hate him so much, like, personally, that I don't think I could like his movies. Yeah, I I struggled to get through it. Like, it was just not that funny. And, like, it's, like, two hours and 20 minutes. And there was, like... no for me. And there was, like, this one scene that just kept dragging on. It was supposed to be a joke. And I, like, looked at Rachel, and I was like, this is why this movie is two hours and 20 minutes? Like, so we have this garbage in here? I uh, I guess I can mention that I watched The Last Duel, um, and I, I'm sure that Ridley Scott is listening to this. Uh, I watched it on the internet just so that you couldn't make any money on it. <laughs> I it's Zach. weird. Like, if it was anyone but Ridley Scott, I think I would, like, express the frustration that he has, and I would agree with him. But because Ridley Scott is such a pompous asshole, I'm glad this movie didn't make any money. Like, I cannot – I have – I realize I cannot stand that man. Do you hate him more or less than Adam McKay? Less. 
Okay. Like, just, like, the audacity to spend, like, the last eight years just shitting on audiences, and then you're surprised when they don't come watch your movie. Well, not only that, like, I just don't think he's making movies that, like, are that great. I thought The Last Duel was good. I liked the structure, like the, the seeing it from three different perspectives. I, I do feel like, you know, this is a hard sell for a movie because you have to watch this woman get raped twice. And that seemed a little unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But you know, I liked Matt Damon. I thought he was good. I thought Adam Driver was really good. And the the duel at the end, actually, I thought was really good. But I don't know. It's I felt that it was unnecessarily long. I understood what they were doing within the first 15 minutes, and then it keeps going for two hours and 15 minutes. And, like, it's good, not great. But because it's Ridley Scott, it's all right. Yeah, pretty long, too, like two and a half hours. A lot of long movies this year, too. And none of them, almost none of them needed to be. Like, the movie we were going to review, Nightmare Alley. Like, I don't, I didn't mind the length of that movie because I liked the movie. But I, I really don't know why it needs to be two and a half hours. Was it really that long? Nightmare Alley is like 220, 225. Oh, wow. I guess I didn't even realize that. I mean, I liked Nightmare Alley. I was, I was, I liked, pleasantly, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I, I know that I'm the one that suggested it. I had no idea why I thought this, but I actually thought that movie was about a werewolf at a carnival. And... <laughs> I was severely disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I I liked the movie, but I think a werewolf at a carnival would be a lot better. I thought there was going to be some sort of creature movie, given that it was Guillermo del Toro. I thought there was going to be something like that. I was hoping that dude that they introduced in the very beginning would turn out to be something special, but... The guy in the cage that uh, Willem Dafoe keeps caged up. I was hoping yeah. that that would give us fruit. See, I loved all of that. I loved the, like, like, like who would stoop so low as to do that for a living? And then by the end of the movie, it's all Bradley Cooper can do. Yeah. Yeah, I liked all, like, the stuff around the carnival. Like, the way they were able to, like... the I like the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, the peek behind the curtain for... Some of the way they did their stuff. Like, I really liked his, like, performance and using, like, the, the verbal keys and the hand, like, cues to signify, like, you know, what a person's, like, holding or wearing, whatever. I like the showmanship of it a lot. I really did not understand what Kate Blanchett's character wanted, though. Just to tear him down. Why? Just because? 
Because he took her down in front of a bunch of people? I don't know. It really is like a, that scene in the office where Michael Scott is uh, at improv and like he's always the guy with the gun. That's what Kate <laughs> Blanchett felt like. Like at the end when it's revealed that like she set him up, it's just like, now I'm the one with the gun. Yeah, that was like the only, only thing that I didn't really like just wasn't getting like what 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 her whole motivation was but anything surrounding like performing or like carnivals or like curtains and peeking behind them loved it I guess I can mention that I watched uh Dexter New Blood Are you watched the whole thing? Yep. Did you like it? Yeah, you guys want the end here? Yeah. Dexter dies. Who could have seen that coming? The main character never dies in those shows. His son shoots him? Yep. Dang. Was not great. (laughs) (laughs) Was the show great? No. Bubba. I'm still watching through Succession, and it's it's getting pretty good. I got Pawn Stars to watch. Yeah, and Joe Millionaire. You watching Joe Millionaire for Richer or Poorer? No. Oh. Seems up your alley. I got to watch Pawn Stars and then uh, Paris Hilton's Wedding. Oh, yeah, that was true. That's important. Got to check that out. Spicy. Well, uh, thanks for spending another year with us. Sorry, you had to do it. I mean, I'm looking forward to 2022. We'll see what that's got to bring. I am too. Zach's the curmudgeon, so we'll have to warm him up, Chris. I'm only going to watch 10 movies this year. That's not even one a month. <laughs> I'm predicting Batman for my number one for next year, Chris. That's my number one movie of the year is the Harry Potter reunion special. Oh my fucking god. Have you watched that yet, Chris? No, not yet. Are you gonna? Uh, I might wait for Alyssa so we can watch it, but she hasn't mm. seen all the movies, so like I feel like I can't. Oh, Isn't god. she reading what? the books? She's read all the books. She, I actually feel kind of bad because um, she had the... Uh, not the ending, but she had Dumbledore's death spoiled for her because she was reading um, and she was on the sixth well, yeah, book. Yeah, he died like, in real life. He kind of can't be in the movies anymore. <laughs> no, no. She got she got like halfway through the the sixth book. And then uh, uh, my brother's wife posted something on her Instagram because she was rewatching about how Dumbledore died. It's so sad. And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? I just hear her <laughs> scream from the other room because she's just so pissed. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. That pesky Dumbledore. Yeah. But she hasn't seen all of them, so I might wait for her to watch it, and then we'd How have many to... has she seen? She's seen through Prisoner of Azkaban. Jesus Christ, she's got five left. I know, I so know. You're better off just going without her, Chris. I don't know, I know. 
I'm not that interested in it, though. J.K. Rowling's not there, and it seems weird to me. Well, yeah, why would she be there? It's about the movies. Yeah, but it's about her story. You think she would be... Like, she was a part of it. Didn't she write the screenplay or something? I, no. Uh, J.K. Rowling's not uh, very well-liked right now, so it's probably a good move to not include her. Why? What'd she do? She said some... I think she said that, like, trans women aren't women, something like that. Oh. Yeah, she has some, like, transphobic comments. Oh, JK. It was such high hope for you. Before that, of course. Shit, never mind. I guess I'm in. So, yeah. There, but the, but of course, you know the whole PR thing was that she was too she was too busy to attend anyways. So of course, because you know she has so much on her plate. Yeah, I mean she's got Harry Potter money, bud. That's what I'm saying. It's like she doesn't need to do shit. And then John Stewart called her anti-Semitic. What? She's anti-Semitic yeah. too. Apparently. Thanks. He's, he's very critical like. of her uh, his, of her depiction of goblins and how they're supposed to represent Jewish people. Really Which, interesting. I never didn't realize that. I'm maybe curious. there's something there. Maybe there isn't. I don't know. Oh, because they run Gringotts Bank and are obsessed with money, and they run the yes. Wizarding World's cr- currency. They're these little creatures with large noses that are obsessed with money that run banks. How does religion work in the Harry Potter world? Like, are they still, like, are there still, like, Jewish people and, like, Christians and stuff? Well, there's probably Christian muggles. Jewish muggles. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Is that, like, in the wizarding world, though? Look, Like, do they still believe in, like, God? There is no one at Hogwarts wearing yarmulkes. So I'm going to assume that they probably have, like... They're non-denominational. They're non-denominational at Hogwarts. They're agnostic. We didn't really go to, like, Jerusalem Hogwarts edition, or, like, Hogwarts Jerusalem edition, you know? Look, well, I think we can all agree that Hufflepuff is the house for kids that lick windows. <laughs> like... <laughs> I took the official test, and I, I'm not a Hufflepuff. That's Where are good. you? Gryffindor. I'm Ravenclaw. I don't even need to take the test to know that I would be put in Slytherin. Yeah, dude. Chris, what's your... <laughs> do you know what kind of wand you got? Uh, I got, like, a unicorn feather or unicorn hair or something. I got dragon heartstring. Oh, you're fucking cool, dude. Oh, dragon heartstring. Uh. The rarest kind. No, you enjoy the rarest kind. I'll enjoy a fucking unicorn that brings life. Or no, sorry. What's the ra- no? A phoenix feather is the rarest kind, right? I don't know. I gotta retake it again, apparently, to figure out what wand I have. I know I'm Gryffindor. Like every test I've taken has said that. So you're very Hufflepuff, like. That's what I fucking said. Dude, you're telling, like, I want to be a Hufflepuff. I want to be part of Hufflepuff. They just won't put me there. Kind of heard about it. Still a sore subject. We best not talk about it. 
There's just a lot of smudge marks on the hard work express once fucking Hufflepuff gets off. <laughs> they have the best house. Like, they're stationed next to the kitchen. Dude, tell me that's not the best position. For you. I can see that. Dude, all I'm saying is, like, where's Ravenclaw next to the library? First I have off, no idea. fucking nerd. <laughs> Gryffindor is up in a tower. Oh, cool, dude. You can look out a window. And then Slytherin is in a dungeon. Like, how? that's stupid. There's no practicality to any of that except for Hufflepuff being next to the kitchen. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You know what else isn't practical? To have staircases that just go wherever they want. Fucking talk to Dumbledore, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, so I rewatched the first three because we were going to try to watch them all with COVID. So at the end of the first one, right, Harry gets the stone and then the stone has to be destroyed. So basically, like, Harry's a murderer because Nicholas Flamel is only alive because of the stone. And now they're just deciding, like, you know what, dude? You've had a long enough life. It's time for you to die. And we're going to destroy the stone. Mm, but it could be like a sacrifice, though, to prevent Voldemort from coming back. <clears throat> no, Harry's a murderer. Then again, that doesn't really work in the end, right? So, yeah, Nicholas Flamel, like... You killed, this, you killed this man for nothing. Nicholas Flamel could have just stayed alive, and everything would have played out the same. Yes, yeah, basically. Really? Harry's That's what it sounds murderer. like. I don't think so. Harry Potter and Alec Baldwin can share a jail cell. They're murderers. <laughs> Hot take, Zach. Lock him up. Free OJ guys, lock up Harry Potter. Do you guys have any suggestions of what we should review next time? <clears throat> No. The Scream, I guess. Resurrections. Fuck you. Let's do Scream. If that's all there is, I'll, I'll review it. That's fine. I mean, like, I what like else? It requires a knowledge of, like, the other four movies. Yeah, fuck it, I'm just going in. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny shit. We don't have to do Scream. Like, if there's something else you guys want to give a go. Well, I don't I even know what else season eight of Pawn Stars, so maybe we should do that. Do season nine? I mean, the tragedy of Macbeth is on Apple TV Plus now. If you guys want to watch it again and review it, Chris hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it. I'll reread Macbeth for the review. I don't know. Just throwing something out there. We can talk about. I'm. Not, we can also do Scream. I don't really care. You can do something else if you guys want to. It's really not a problem. Save the last dance. You could do Save by the Bell. All the episodes? Yeah. Hmm. Paranormal activity next of kin. Let's just do whatever fuck we want. Let's do Napoleon Dynamite. Fuck it. No. Wow. We'll brainstorm. But it's not Napoleon Dynamite. This guy's such a nihilist. What about what about bench warmers? No. 
Well, anything with John Eater. Give me something. School for <laughs> scoundrels. <laughs> what happened to that guy? John Heater? Yeah. I don't know. Disappeared, man. He get canceled? I don't think so. I hope not. I think he stopped being famous before canceling was a thing. True. Good for you, John Heater. Got out of the game. Chris, I'm surprised you've gone two hours and 18 minutes without mentioning Betty White. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything. Sore spot, soft spot. I saw this meme. This isn't about Betty White, but it's about someone else that died. You know, like, the the still frame at the end of the credits of Full House, and it says Full House, and there's, like, the house they live in? It's like someone had crossed out Full House and just wrote Room for Rent. <laughs> Dang, savage. Rip Bob Saget. Yeah, rest in peace, Bob Saget, Betty White. Has this cause of the death? Guy who, the guy who it? It, uh, heard a cause of death? No, hers was natural causes. It sounds like Bob Saget's was natural causes, too. Weird. Which is weird, yeah. But that's what they said. So, I don't know. Sounds fishy. We'll see. Well, as always, thanks for downloading. Thanks for being here with us. Come back next time for our undetermined review. But Happy New Year to everybody out there. Stay safe out there. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.